Welcome to this Sunday morning's message podcast from Kingdom Faith. Morning, everybody. Um, so this morning, Andrea asked me last week if I'd come and share a few bits with you guys. And I said, yeah, okay, oh, Mother's Day. Um, what's the subject other than Mother's Day? So she said giving and receiving, and I just laughed. Because <laughs> I just thought I had two poorly, well, one poorly child and a very hungry child last week. And my life, I have a a two-and-a-half-year-old and a a a two-and-a-half-month-old, and my life is a life of giving, 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 giving. So I just thought it was quite ironic and hilarious (laughs) because I just thought the season I'm in is just a giving season. And I'm not here to stand here and tell you story after story or moan about it because, actually, I love the season I'm in. Um, It's what I wanted when I was a kid growing up to be a mum. And it has tremendous blessings of it. It's like it has tremendous challenges, but it's an incredible privilege. And I see it as a privilege. Um, um, But it also has like great challenge. But it is a season of giving and giving and giving because basically my life is determined by the next need and the next want and the next poo in the knickers and the next whatever, you know, snot down here or sick on there, you know. I don't choose when I have a shower, I don't choose when I go for a pee, whatever. It's just like dictated by what the kids need. And that's fine. But I'm not here to tell you story after story about the challenges of it because actually it is a tremendous blessing being a mum. And I just was praying and I said to God, do you know, what do you want? What do you want to speak? Because it's a vast subject, (laughs) giving and receiving. Um, And I just want to encourage you that actually whatever season you're in, like there's one thing I've learned with being a mum Well, there's many, many things I've learned with being a mum. But one thing I have learned is that time passes so, so quickly. You have a child and it's like a button is pressed and it's just like you see how time just goes... And I think, you know, I sort of see my marking point when I had Poppy as a baby and when I was sort of like, there was quite a few... I live up in Horsham and there's quite a few mums in the church up in Horsham that all had kids around the same time. And my running phase with whenever we were struggling with kids teething or stuff going on or, you know, babies not sleeping and, you know, the challenges that come with it was it's only a season. Don't worry, it will pass, you know. And that's still my... Whenever I hit challenges with kids particularly with kids, because that's the season I'm in at the moment, it's always like, oh, don't worry, it will pass. But I just want to encourage you that actually, whatever season you're in, whether you like it or don't like it, whether it's an easy season or a hard season, learn to embrace the season that you're in, because God can use you through whatever whatever you're walking through and whatever's going on. Um, he can use you and he will use you if you allow him because actually the season that you're in, seasons come and go, you know, they, they change and they pass and, and things like that. So, you know, just embrace the season you're in because you're not going to be in the situation you're in for, forever. Um, but that's a little bit of an aside because I was just praying and I said, God, what do you want, what do you want to speak this morning? Um, and God just reminded me of something that I journeyed or something that happened to me. So that's what I'm going to share with you, basically. Um, so when I had, when I got married to Andy, I'm Andy's wife, the guy who goes out and does kids most weeks, so I usually look like I'm on my Todd. Um, so when we got married and when we got together, it was, we kind of took a decision that I would be a stay-at-home mum when we had kids. Obviously, we assumed kids would come along, and they have. Um, It was a bit of a no-brainer decision, because to be honest, I worked in childcare, that's my profession, um... But I didn't have parents locally to look after the children if I went back to work, so I would have to therefore pay for childcare. And what I earn is pretty much what I'd pay. So financially, it was a bit of a no-brainer decision. Um, Also, as a kid growing up, I I was not career ambitious. 
I maybe could have been. I had the academic to do it, but I just wasn't. Um, all I wanted to be when I, they said in the careers things and when I was growing up, all I said I wanted to be was married with children. So that doesn't really go with what schooling likes, but, you know, never mind. Um, it's what I wanted and it's what I'd always dreamed of. And for Andy, he always said, I don't know at what point, but before he got together with me, he always said he wanted to be able to support his wife and his family. So it was the wife's choice whether she worked. So all things married together, it was a bit of a no-brainer for us to choose for me not to work and to be at home with the kids. Um, so, but in that, I just felt God was in that decision as well for us. Um, I, I really wanted to bring up my kids. I didn't want someone else to bring them up. And that was just a decision that I personally felt everyone feels differently. And that's completely fine. But so we'd taken this decision and I just got on with being mum, as you do. And um, I was at faith camp. Well, I'm there every year. Um, but I was at faith. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. There was a guest speaker. Faith camp is the promo thing. So if you if you want to get yourself booked in, it's very good. <laughs> Um, you'll be blessed if you're, if you're there. Well, you'll be blessed anyway. But <laughs> um, Anyway, there was a lady, Karen. Well, I can't remember, Karen Wheaton. So was it last year? So she's a speaker from America, I do believe. Um, and she came down for a couple of days and she was sharing. She was the guest speaker at the camp. And I was working in the Hub Cafe in the mornings. So I missed all the morning meetings, which is fine. But then the evening meetings completely clashed with Poppy's eating, getting ready for bed and going to sleep time. And I tried taking her once and it was such a fail. I thought, do you know what? Let's just quit the, quit the meetings and just be, a, be in the caravan with her. Yeah, sorry, I get a caravan. It helps being married to a person on staff. Um, so I kind of missed every meeting, which was fine. As I say, it's a season you're in. It doesn't matter. There's lots of other things. And I'd also failed to bring a radio, which I meant to bring because they, they radio stream all the camp. So I'd completely failed, and I didn't bother asking anybody for a radio either. But I got to one of the afternoons, and I kept hearing good reports about Karen, like, you know, because she was the guest speaker, and she was speaking at every meeting. And I was like, oh, I'd really like to get into one. But just because of what I was doing, it just wasn't working. But she was doing a seminar one of the afternoons. So I thought, ah, brilliant my mum's got her in the morning she fell like poppy this was poppy fell asleep and I just thought mum can you just take her for a bit longer so I can just go to this seminar so at least I get into one meeting um at camp and she was like oh yeah that's okay I think I was still feeding poppy at the time so it was a little bit of a if she cries just deal with it and I'll catch her when I'm back or give me a call so anyway I, I, I am denied because then I found out the seminar was a leadership seminar and I was like oh do you know what it's something I've done in my past and it would have been very relevant but the season I'm in right now it's not maybe the best thing for me to be going to because it's not really the season I'm in but hey ho it's a seminar that I can go to child free so let's go um, and then I bumped into Andrea and Janet, I think, and I sort of umdenied with them, and I just said, oh, stuff it, let's just go. So I went to this seminar and just sat in there and just thought, well, I don't really know what I'm going to get out of it, but hey. Um, and it was amazing, because although it was a leadership seminar, for me, it was the very best parenting seminar I could have gone to in my entire life. And I was so thankful. Do you know what? It's amazing. I only pretty much got into one meeting in that whole camp when there's meetings like three or four times a day. Um, but it was exactly what I needed to hear. And this, this lady, Karen, she just started, she said, right, I'm going to talk to you about my biggest influence. 
And I was like, oh, ears tuned in, you know, she's an international speaker. She's sort of like, you know, runs this ministry of, well, I don't really know what stuff she does, but she was a lady that you think, oh, when she starts talking about my biggest influence, who's this going to be? Is it going to be some of the, some hero of faith or, you know, like one of the great revival historian people or, you know, some character from the Bible? So my ears twicked up. And she, after she'd spoken for a while, she said, it's my mum. And I was just like, what? My mum. And you'd think from what she was saying that her mum ran some, you know, was a stage speaker and ran some massive ministry. But she didn't. She was just a regular lady living a Christian life who let her kids read the book of her life. And she didn't hide her relationship with God from them. She didn't hide her life from them. She just let them see her life. And, you know, she was just living day by day as she did. And you know what? It struck such a chord with me because... I just thought, man, you know, you see the fruit that's come with Karen and what she's now doing. And, you know, that's come through watching her mum. And, you know, it didn't mean that Karen didn't ever make the wrong decisions. It didn't mean that she didn't want to rebel against it sometimes. But actually the foundation that her mum laid in just letting her kids read the book of her life has always been a foundational point and a marker point into, into Karen's life. And it just struck such a chord with me of God just sort of saying, like, that's what you need to do with your kids. Like, let them read the book of your life. Let them see you. You know, quite often, you know, you think, oh, if I'm praying, I need to go and, like, hide in my own room, which it does say in the Bible, you know, go into the secret place. But actually, if I'm doing, a, you know, sometimes when we've got the, the sign-up for the prayer slots at the beginning of the month, I can't say I do this every month, but sometimes if I, if I don't have a lot of slots or time left, I've done it when Poppy's around. And I'm just like, well, come on then, Pops, let's pray. You know, and Andy's done it with her. And so it's just, for me, it became like almost a permission in hearing that to, to just let Poppy see my life and not hide my relationship with God, not hide, you know, who I was. And I just found this verse in the Bible, because it's always good to get a verse in the Bible. Sorry, I'm using my phone. I hate using my phone, but I wanted the amplified version, and I don't have that in paper copy. So, Proverbs 20, verse 7, it says, The righteous man who walks in integrity and lives life in accord with his godly beliefs, how blessed, happy, and spiritually secure are his children after him who have his example to follow. Okay, I'm going to read that again because there's lots in there. The righteous man who walks in integrity and lives life in accord with his godly beliefs. How blessed, happy and spiritually secure are his children after him who have his example to follow. And in the contemporary English version, it says, Good people live right and God blesses the children who follow their example. And... um, that obviously is a key for me at the moment. I'm in a season where I've got little kids, so my investment into them is, is I just want to build foundations in their lives. I can't determine the decisions they're going to make. I don't know what they're going to become. I don't know the influences that they're going to have from school. But you know what? I want to build foundations in their life that actually when, when negative stuff comes from the world, when, when things come from around them, when negative influences from their friends, they've got to mark a point to stand. You know, I want to be God's channel into their lives at this point and build a foundation into their lives at this point so that actually as they grow up, I can't determine. I want them to make their own choices, but I want to have built a foundation that they've got something to stand on and something to mark against. And why did God want me to share this this morning? You know, because... 
Ta-da. There's not, um, you know, I appreciate that lots of you are not in the same situation and not in the same season as me. But I believe God wanted me to share this this morning because actually we all can invest into other people. We've all got people in our lives who are reading the book of our life, whether we do it well or whether we do it badly. <laughs> whether we're, you know, I sometimes hear things that Poppy says or, you know, if I'm having a, a pressing moment, let's put it that way put it nicely and I hear her say things and I just think oh it sharpens me up because I'm like Claire be careful what you're saying because she's a sponge and she's soaking it up but she's watching my life you know she's watching what I do she's watching how we are as a family and she's doing the same thing and you know what people are doing that over your lives and you know I just I just felt God was sort of encouraging us and challenging us who are you investing into you know, at the moment, I know I'm investing into my kids, but actually God's taken it a step further for me of just, you know, I can't get to loads of meetings because evenings are children-based. Um, and even when I'm in church and whatever, I'm usually running off to the toilet or, you know, checking someone's not pouring drinks somewhere because Poppy loves to do things like that. Um, so coming into meetings is not necessarily a place where I can just lose myself in, in God. But actually, God's just challenged me that actually in the season you're in, you can still make an impact. You don't have to be, you know, behind a microphone. You don't have to be a stage speaker or something to make an impact on someone's life. Um, and he's just challenged me that actually when, you're, when I mix a lot with, with different mums and, you know, that's just the life I'm in and the world I'm in, toddler groups and stuff, and people share stuff. And, you know, it's so easy to just say, oh, yeah, I'll be praying for you, I'll be praying for you. And then either you forget or you pray once and you forget. But it, it really challenged me. Actually, well, God just challenged me. Like, actually, if you're just going to say that, do it. <laughs> like, actually pray. So my children, are, for some reason, they do mega feed in the evening and I'm feeding Sophie. So once Poppy's in bed, it's just time to sit while they feed for hours on end um so I've started to use that time rather than just wasting it away on iPlayer which don't get me wrong I don't mind to watch a little program but I've just I've just taken a decision that actually I'm just going to take some time out with God in that time um and just if I've said to people I'm praying for you um, actually pray for them and hear something. You know, there's, there's a particular couple, um, lady in Horsham that I was chatting to and she was just sharing some stuff with me and, and I was just like, oh, it was a hard situation, real tough stuff to walk through. And I just said, you know what, I'm, I would so love to have the time to practically give her more than I can, but with the little ones, I just can't, um, with the certain situation that it was. But I said to her, what I can do is I can pray for you. And rather than just praying, I just said, right, God, I want something that I can, I can speak to her, that I can encourage her with. And so I just sat down in the evenings, one of the evenings that I was feeding Sophie. I was like, God, what do you want to speak? And he just downloaded a load of stuff to me. And I just started writing it down and then sent it over to her. And I'm starting to do that more and more of just, I may not be able to look, uh, to be at everything and be at every meeting. And, but actually, I can still build people up and encourage people. And that's why I say to you, whatever season you're in, let God work through it because actually you might not have the availability that you want to have, but don't always long for the season to end and get into the next thing because actually the season you're in, you can, still, you can still impact other people, invest into other people and build other people up and, you know, encourage the body and make people feel, you know, it's, it's wonderful what modern technology does that you can actually just ping stuff across without seeing them. So, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to share. I could go on and on, but I should shush. So I'm going to pass over to...
she looks very much more organised than I do. <laughs> I just had the small version with my phone. <laughs> While I just get my computer ready, um, I can relate Claire to being at Faith Camp last year and seeing Karen Wheaton because she blessed me and we were only there for three days. But um, she just made an enormous difference to my future, I think, and the things that took place. Right, um, I'm Vivian, and um, I'm actually... Let's just get it. I'm actually going to um, talk to you about my journey um, because I'm not a mother. So it's a slightly different perspective, okay? And um, my journey has been... Um, and the result of my journey um, as, a re- as a result of not being a mother. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little bit of my background. Okay, um, I was born in London, Bri- London, Brixton, in the 60s. However, I'm so sorry, I know why I'm struggling, I forgot my glasses. <laughs> right, here we go again. Okay. <laughs> So I was born in London, Brixton in the 60s. However, um, my parents were originally from Jamaica um, and they came over from Jamaica um, yeah, in the early 60s. Um, they were invited, as many of, um, lot of, as many as the Caribbean countries um, that would hopefully or willing, willingly come to help rebuild this country. Um, so my father came first and prepared the way and my mother followed. But can I be honest, it, we weren't treated well. And um, my experience as a child, um, yeah, it, it was a hard one. Um, I was one of five siblings, and um, I was a middle child. Life wasn't easy at all, and we were given poor housing. Um, I was quite a poorly child. I suffered with asthma, was taken to the hospital on numerous occasions, um, had to stay there on sometimes days, weeks. Um, on one occasion, um, things were so bad, I remember getting up in the middle of the night and um, my parents were at my bedside and my siblings, um, they thought I was going to die. So, But anyway... God had another plan. Right. So my parents um, had planned to stay here for about five years and then return to Jamaica. (coughs) Sorry, I don't know why I'm so emotional. But situations became more difficult at the age of when I was only seven. Um, my father died. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, my father. My father died um, quite suddenly, and I found myself, as a child, having to pick up the responsibilities of a parent from a very early age. Um, did I want to? Not really. I was a child. <clears throat> but someone had to take, had to step up to the mark. Um, 
wherever I could try to alleviate the pain that my mum was going through, um, I did so. I jumped to the occasion. She was under a lot of stress and she was burdened and wherever possible I would try to assist her. Um, this ine inevitably uh, created difficulties with my schooling, my relationship with my mother, um, and I felt um, somewhat lost in the wider scope of things um, as my mother tried to survive. Um, do I feel as though I've missed out on a childhood? Yes. I also remember feeling quite alone, misunderstood um, and unloved. Um, the reason why I mention this um, is because I feel my experience then has been instrumental to where I am now and to, to some extent has speared me to pursue a much larger venture helping vulnerable young people like myself. Um, did I want children? Um, as a young adult, I, I think I'm not saying clearly, but I did want children. That was that I thought was a you know the natural progression. Um, yes, I would have loved my own family, um, but chose to leave at the time a man that I was very much in love with. I'd been with him for eleven years, um, just at a point when I was quite happy to have my first child I chose to leave him and I was I um, made that decision because I felt um, without going into the details I felt it was the right thing to do but it was painful um, and when I say painful um, I would describe it as a self-inflicted bereavement um, no there wasn't a death but for me it was a pain that went on for about about four years, <coughs> and um, it was like a pain in my stomach. Um, and I remember when I, soon after, I came to the Lord, and the Lord challenged me about um, unforgiveness, and um, it was there that the healing process began. Um, through my, though my husband and I talking present day, I'm talking with Norton. Um, um, no, we don't have children, and we could have pursued other routes to obtain children. Um, but honestly, I think the hardship I, I experienced um, as, a, um, as an, what I call an adult child, because I grew up very quickly, um, may have affected my perspective in life. And, um, and along, the, along that, there was a lot of fear in my life and insecurities. But God's done a great work. Okay? I believe God has given me a heart for, for the family and the next generation. Um, and also marriages. And my husband and I have supported the marriage ministry for 12 years. Um... Um, but more and more, I believe God is giving me a compassionate heart for the young, um, for children and the young um, 
people. Um, I think he wants me to help them pursue and develop um, in their develop their their God-given talent. Um, so this. Um, so in a sense, I think this may fulfil the void that I've had with not having children. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I'll be a mother to many. That, that's the way I'd like to look at it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, as some of you know, I am pursuing a five-year part-time degree course in counselling. Excuse me. Um, and later this year, I will enter my fourth year, God willing. <laughs> but honestly, um, if God had said to me, leave tomorrow... I would have happily left because I, you know, it hasn't been easy at all. Okay, um, hasn't been a walk in the park, and but but I, at the same time, I feel that it's been a necessary walk. God knows why He's put me. I'm not going to say through this, but, <laughs> but but it hasn't been easy. Um, but I think um, this is my baby. Um, God has given me, and it really has been a sacrifice. Um, but God never said it was going to be easy, okay? Um, and I feel I've been in the longest labour pain ever, okay? <laughs> um, but the word God gave me at the very beginning was trust me. And I've had to remember that time and time again when I just wanted to give up. It, it really hasn't been easy. Um, and Hebrew, Hebrew 6, chapter 6, uh, verse 12 comes to mind always. Through faith and patience, we will inherit the promise. Ladies, what is God saying in your situation? I'm going to read a poem I wrote a couple of weeks ago. Um, by the way, I don't write poems, okay? I would say this possibly is my first. Um, however, um, this came out of pain, the pain I was experiencing. Uh, when things just were not falling into place and I was trying to balance a number of things. Some of you um, may be able to relate to this um, as you apply it to your own situations. Okay. Um, I felt the anxiety kick in um, that day when I wrote this. Um, there was, I remember there being a knot in my throat. Um, I remember um, my energy was depleted um, and the time was dissipating and I had basically accepted defeat. Um, I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable here because I think it might just help someone here. Okay. So this is the poem. Delusion. Confusion. Tired and weary. Why is this a struggle? Where am I going? Not for want of trying. Feeling as though my dreams are dying. Tears bring temporary relief, but the dream is slowly flying. Away, away, 
away. Shame and failure, shame and failure wants me to bow out. That's without a doubt. My fighting spirit says, no, no, no. See, there is more. Lift your head above the parapet. There, the world is yours. Um, I wanted to encourage you, um, ladies, don't give up when the going gets tough. We always tend to beat ourselves up. But here's the consolation. God knew you were going to mess up before you messed up. <laughs> and though you may seem, and though it may seem as um, along, sorry, although you may seem alone, God is right there with you. He has not moved. He is still right beside you. Just remember that. Okay. Have I forgiven my mother? Yes. Could I have articulated what I was going through as a child back then? No. But I understand times were difficult. And my mother was trying her best in a very difficult situation. But I've chosen to forgive her as I now understand the power of forgiveness. I would like to leave you with God's precious words to encourage you. In Psalm 131, verse 1, it says, You may know me, but I, you may not know me, but I know you. Psalm 139, verse 2 says, I know when you sit down and when you rise. Psalm 139, verse 3, I am familiar with all your ways. Acts 17, 28, in me you live and have your being. John 8, verse 41 to 44, I have been misrepresented by those you don't know me, by those who don't know me. And John 4, 16 says, I am not distant and angry, but I'm the complete expression of love. John 3, verse 1 says, And it is my desire to lavish my love on you. 1 John 3, 1 says simply, Because you are my child, I am your father. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, My plan for your future has always been filled with hope and Jeremiah 31 3 says because I love you with an everlasting love just remember that bit because I love you with an everlasting love God bless you all and happy Mother's Day Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com.